what we have on our hands is something bigger than Watergate. What are the Twitter files, and why do they matter to you? This up next on Gen X. Next, a podcast about life, love, and liberty in 21st century America with a little burn. And I'm your host, Tiger Eye. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. So, okay, the Twitter files. Yeah, I was thinking there's no better way to start this podcast than with the tip of the iceberg. What and why did the government pay social media giants to censor free speech and toe the party line? That's the real question at the heart of the Twitter files. So thanks to Elon Musk, who released a trove of information more damning than Watergate from inside of Twitter, he demonstrated these facts. And the stories just not being picked up by mainstream media all that much, which makes a Gen X wonder. So Elon Musk, who is the epitome of Gen X, with his eccentricity, his I-don't-give-a-freak attitude, his actual use of the scientific method, his critical thinking, his wicked sense of humor, and his musical tastes, all very Gen X. He made a very Gen X move to acquire Twitter and release troves of information showing government collusion with Twitter to censor and blacklist accounts. So Elon Musk comes along and he buys Twitter to save free speech and he discovers what he thought all along. Twitter was blacklisting accounts and censoring free speech. Twitter was embedded with the executive branch of U.S. government and political campaigns on both sides of the aisle. And that brings us back to my earlier point. Why isn't the press really touching this? Could it be that reporters are ignoring the issue to avert attention away from them because journalists are also embedded? So, how was the Hunter Biden laptop story censored? How did Twitter blacklist some accounts through shadow banning, or what Twitter calls visibility filtering, to somehow justify it, right? And what was the FBI's involvement in whitelisting accounts to spread propaganda online in foreign countries to avert disinformation detectors? Those are the topics we'll explore 
from the Twitter files. Just in case you missed it, during the 2020 presidential election, the New York Post published a story about emails discovered on the abandoned laptop of Hunter Biden, son of then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. Those smoking gun emails detail the younger Biden's influence peddling then-Vice President Joe Biden overseas videos of the younger Biden smoking crack and having sex with prostitutes, among other emails that would have set his dad's campaign up in flames. Twitter and Facebook blocked the sharing of the post story, which was true, and put a temporary block on the accounts of the New York Post and the White House Press Secretary, Kaylee McConaughey, citing violation of its rules against posting hacked content. Then Head of Trust and Safety, Yoel Roth, later acknowledged that it was a mistake to censor the New York Post story. So did Jack Dorsey, who was then CEO of Twitter at the time. And get this, the higher-ups who blocked the post story at Twitter did it behind Dorsey's back. So he didn't know. (gasps) And Dorsey himself said it was a mistake when he testified before Congress about Twitter's censorship of the post story. According to Matt Tybee, an ex-employee of Rolling Stone, and journalist, independent journalist, exploring the Twitter files, said that hacking was the excuse Twitter gave for blocking the post story, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that it wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it, according to an ex-employee. <gasps> so they tried the Russian interference angle. And did you know that according to a communication from Twitter's safety, content, and law enforcement team, Twitter received $3.4 million from a 2019 program alone designed to meet the statutory right of reimbursement for the cost of processing requests from the FBI. So that's how they got that money through. They funneled it to Twitter under the guise of the statutory right of reimbursement. So they were being bribed, essentially. Twitter was being bought off. (gasps) In a tweet, Musk claimed that the payment is proof of the U.S. government bribing the company to censor information from the public, despite such payments being commonplace for processing legal requests. So Twitter and the U.S. government exploited that system. The quote, Matt Tybee, and a former staffer, everyone knew this was bleeped. A former worker told Tybee about Twitter's official stance of the Hunter Biden story. The second installment of the Twitter files addressed what Musk and others have described as the shadow banning or blacklisting of some users. Twitter ranks tweets and limits the reach of some accounts through a practice internally referred to as visibility filtering. 
This is done to accounts that violate Twitter rules but do not necessarily merit suspension. Twitter distinguishes this from shadow banning, which it defines as making content undiscoverable to everyone except the person who posted it. Right. So reporter Barry Weiss published screenshots of employee views of user accounts with tags indicating visibility filtering. She wrote that politically sensitive decisions were made by the site integrity policy, policy escalation support team, a very Orwellian name indeed, and Twitter disputed this. However, largely on the basis of its different definition of, quote, shadow ban, end quote. Right. These documents Weiss discussed focused on individuals popular with the, the right wing and suggested the moderation practices were politically motivated. Andy journalist Matt Tybee showed how the FBI gave Twitter a list of fake accounts. It asked them to whitelist so they could spread propaganda in other countries and not be detected by their system for spreading misinformation. Now, platform manipulation is the same thing as disinformation, according to Twitter. So Twitter is violating its own policies. I, I think going into it, I, I thought that the um, that the relationship between these security agencies like the, the FBI and the DHS and companies like Twitter and Facebook, I thought it was a little bit less formal. Like I, th I thought maybe they had kind of an advisory role. And what we find is that it's not that. It's, it's very formalized. They have... Um, a really intense structure uh, that they've worked out over a period of years where they have regular meetings. Um, they have a system where the DHS handles, um, you know, censorship requests that come up from the, st the states and the FBI handles the international ones and they all float all these companies. And um, it's a big bureaucracy. And we, I don't think we expected to see that. Tybee further wrote, that a high-ranking staff member referred to the company's relationship with the FBI as, quote, government industry sink, end quote, due to the frequency of emails and meetings with the agency. According to The Intercept, an award-winning news organization dedicated to holding the powerful accountable through fearless adversarial journalism, researchers with the Stanford Internet Observatory connected these accounts with a vast online ecosystem that included fake news, websites, meme accounts on Telegram and Facebook, and online personalities that echoed Pentagon messages, often without disclosure of affiliation with the U.S. military. So some of these accounts accuse Iran, quote, of threatening Iraq's water security and flooding the country with crystal meth. 
while others promoted allegations that Iran was harvesting the organs of Afghan refugees. That's gaslighting. So the U.S. government and Twitter systematized blacklisting. They systematized censorship. And they systematized propaganda. And that's just part of the Twitter files, which are going up in flames. To recap, we discussed the Twitter files, censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the blacklisting of some users through shadow banning, or what Twitter calls visibility filtering, right? And the FBI's involvement in content moderation by whitelisting accounts that would otherwise be flagged in order to spread propaganda overseas. And that's not all. You should check out the Twitter files for yourself and read up on all the government's shenanigans if you care about life, love, and liberty in the U.S. today. And with that said, you've just been Gen X'd. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, and let us know what you think in the comments below. Continue the conversation on social media, just follow us at TigerEye.